I wanted to call it a uh, a new series, but I think it's still a continuation of uh, what we've been doing. So welcome, welcome everybody. And for those of us that were not here, but are here now, you're very, very loved and welcome. God bless you. And uh, so tonight we want to talk about the irresistible power of God's word in healing. The irresistible power of God's word in healing. That's what we want to talk about. The irresistible power of God's word in healing. Hallelujah. Amen. God's word has a self-fulfilling power in it. The irresistible power of God's word in healing. Now, let's remind ourselves of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, just as it was the substance of things which have come to pass. You can say faith is the substance of things we have earnest expectation of good for, just as it was the substance of things which have come to pass. Okay, based on what we know from that word substance, we say that faith is the quickened word or the rema word of God of things we have an expectation of good for, just as it was the rema or the quickened word of God of things which have already come to pass. All right. And it is the evidence of things not seen. The word gives us evidence that what we do not see will manifest. The word gives us evidence that what we do not see will manifest. Amen. So it says in verse 2, and in this way it became a testimonial of the elders. By the way, that translation is called Lama trans, uh, Lamsa translation. And um, another translation says, literal uh, translation says here, now faith is a substantiation of things we have, we have been hoped, the evidence of things not having been seen. So it says faith gives substantiation of things we have an expectation of, of, of good for. So the word gives substance or the sub is a proof of the things we, we hope for. So then, um, I read the W. Uh, Trinity says, now faith is substantiation of, of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For in the power of this, in the power of faith, in the power of the word, the quickened word, the rema word, the elders obtain testimony. In the power of this quickened word, the rema word, the elders obtained have obtained testimony. And so um, <clears throat> we're talking today again, uh, just make sure we are on the same page on the, 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 the irresistible uh, power of, of, of God's word in healing. Or the, I, call it, I have to qualify the irresistible power of God's word in healing because you can't stop the power of God. You can't stop the mind of God's glory. The devil can't. He knows it. 
but he will try to lie to us that it's not going to happen. So now, let's look at Luke's Gospel chapter 1. Luke's Gospel chapter 1 and verse 37. Luke's Gospel chapter 1 and verse 37. And I'm going to read the Amplified because it has the best rendition of this, of this verse. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God, no word, no rema word, I word, word, that means no rema word. No rema word or quicken word from God shall be without power and possible fulfillment. All right, let's just make sure we got, we're all on the same page. When I say rema word or quicken word, when if, okay, quicken word, maybe you're studying the scripture and that word comes alive to you. That's a quicken word, that's a rema word. It is anointed. You act on it, you get it. I read my word. I said, you know, I, uh, what did I say? Expectant grandmothers? Yes. Is that the word I used? Yes, grandmothers. Uh, that, that I see some expectant grandmothers. That's a Rema word. Okay? That's a Rema word. Uh, you know, so God gives a word that must be fulfilled. Okay. Let me have all these people here. All those that haven't heard me well. So, years ago, I, uh, I had the, 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 the golden privilege from God to minister to a young lady who was married. And uh, what happened was uh, she had fibroids. And uh, the fibroids wasn't a joke. And they called me up and it was she was actually you know scheduled for surgery. She already gone into into the hospital, checked in, and I prayed and I and the word I got was not good news. So I I tracked her down. I called. I said, "Get out of there and go home." When you fly back to your to your to your the the, the, the surgery was to be in another town. When you another city, you will fly. When you fly back, call me. So she listened to me. She she got out. She flew back and she called me. Now, the Lord showed me as I was praying that the fibroid had grown from outside the womb, across the womb, and into the womb. So how are you going to cut that? I said to her, this fibroid is from outside the womb, across the womb, into the womb. He said, you're correct. I said, good. I said, listen. The Lord just told me, I, I think it was even a second day, a second, um, first day or a second time I ministered to her. I said, the Lord said to me, to tell you a fruitful vine. That was all I gave her. You know, God said a fruitful vine. You know that God said so. What happened? All the pain from the uh, fibroid disappeared. She went, they checked, there was no sign of any fibroid anywhere in the womb. Mm -hmm. Okay, today she's a mother of three children. Hallelujah. So that's what I'm talking about. This word, it says, the Rema word of God, the quickening word shall be without, shall, shall, you know, no word from God shall be without power. No word from God. When you take this word and study, it comes alive to you. That's your word. There is power available. At that time you act on it, you see God's glory. Amen. You receive a word, a Roman word, as I call it, people call it a word of prophecy. 
you act on it. You say, this is mine. Thank you, Lord, I receive. It is mine. You don't try to reason this thing out with your pea brain because the brain doesn't reason anything. Okay, the brain is just a transmission center. Everything comes from your spirit. The brain is just a wiring station where things are you know, transmitted. It's like having some power, power transformer somewhere <laughs> for electricity to be, to be transmitted to different parts, parts of the body. So it says here for with God. Say with my God. My God. Say after my God, my God, my God. nothing, no. nothing shall be shall ever be impossible. Shall shall be ever be impossible. With my God, with my with God. nothing God. is ever impossible. Nothing And no word from God shall be without power. And no word from God shall be without power. No impossible fulfillment. No impossible fulfillment. You see there. He says, this word must be fulfilled. The word of God must be fulfilled in my life. The word of God must be fulfilled in your life. You have to make it your own. How do you make it your own? By receiving it and say, Lord, thank you. That's all you're going to do. Thank you, I receive. It is mine. It is mine. No one takes it away from me. I receive it is mine. And once you receive it, it continues to exist for you because it must manifest. Hallelujah. But you must first receive it with thanksgiving to see it manifest. Mm. So that's why when you come, you have to pay attention so that when the word is spoken to you, there's an anointing right there. Don't wait till after. You say, well, I didn't get that. No, receive it when it is spoken to you and run with it because the word must come to pass. Amen. The word must come to pass. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about the Rema word, which is the base of our faith, is the carrier of our hope. Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. And let's just see there. Jeremiah chapter 1. Hallelujah. Amen. And remember, we, we came from, Genesis, from, from Hebrew, Hebrews 11, 1 that faith is the substantiation of things hoped for it is it is it, it is it is it is just as it was the substance of things which have come to pass and it is the evidence or the proof of things not seen and by it the elders obtain a good report or as david says for in this power for in the power of this the power of faith, the power of the word, the elders obtain a good testimony. So Jeremiah chapter 1 then, Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 11 and 12 is, you know, God spoke to Jeremiah. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? Jeremiah, what do you see? What do you see? Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of, of, of an almond tree an emblem, emblem of alertness, blossoming in late winter. Then he said to me, you have seen well from alert and active watching over my word to perform it. And he said, Jeremiah, what do you see? He said, I see a rubber almond tree blossoming in late winter. God said, that which you see is what I'll perform. Now, when the word comes forth, you have to see 
what's in the word. What's in the word is what God is telling you. In other words, what's in the word is a miracle God tells you that or your blessing that is about to manifest in your life. So you have to see yourself with that. Now, things may look bleak, which is what the enemy would want you to focus on if it was some kind of dire situation. But if you would just get your eyes on the wood, hope will begin to come alive. Amen. If you will get your eyes on the wood, hope will begin to come alive. Amen. Because what the enemy doesn't want you to do is to turn to the wood. If you can keep you, if he can keep you from the wood, then he has you in the corner. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He said, what do you see? You know, uh, 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 I had a, we had a, a very loving brother, uh, uh, led brother, brother Stanley. He would say, Brian, remind me of that word again. What do you see? <laughs> Every now and then he said, what do you see? <clears throat> you have to know what you see. You have to know. You see, this what do you see business is very important in God's economy. Because if you don't see it, you don't, you, don't, you, you don't have it. You can't take possession of it. You have to see yourself with what God said. When the enemy attacks you left, right, and center, it almost looks like you can't see anything but, but all that the enemy is doing to you. But the moment you, you remember who you are, and turn to the word, you've turned the page. The moment you remember who you are and turn to the word, you've turned the page. I'm telling you, it is true. I'm speaking from, from live experiences. The moment you remember who you are and turn to the word, you turn the page. What do you see? We're talking about the power of God the power of God's word in healing. But I believe I have to make this side route. You know, it looks almost like a side route, but I don't think so because it is in line with what we're talking about. Being able to see yourself with the miracle that is carried in the word. Because when you see what God is showing you, you have what God says. When you can see what God shows you, you have what God says. But if you can't see it, then it's tough. Now, Joshua chapter 6, for instance, Joshua chapter 6, in verse, verse, uh, verse 1, from verse 1 there, uh, you, know, to, uh, you know, to verse 4. Now, Jericho, a first town and with high walls, was tightly closed because of the Israelites. No one went out <clears throat> or came in. Verse 2 is what I'm trying to focus on. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, if you see the word, see, see, I have given Jericho as king and mighty men of valor into your hands. Okay, Jericho was still walled. They had not penetrated the place. They had not, they were still outside. But God says, See, I have given you. See, I have given you. 
Now, if Joshua refused to see, Joshua, Joshua would not be able to take hope. He says, see, I have given you. You see, <clears throat> I've given you, I've given Jericho his king and mighty men of valor into, into your hands. Then he goes to give a strategy. You shall march around the, the, the enclosure, all the men of the war, of war going around the city once. This you shall do for six days. And of course, in the seventh day, you know what happened. They walked, went, went around the city, walked around it seven times, and then the town seven times, and then they blew the trumpet, and the walls imploded. You have to see yourself with what God is offering you. Now, sometimes the enemy might try to, you know, model that picture. You saw it the day you heard the word, but then the enemy tries to make it such that maybe what you heard wasn't what you heard. But the word says, with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Why? Because our God specializes in impossibilities. Where it's impossible, God says it's possible. When man tells you there's no hope, God says there's hope. I believe in the God of hope. Our God of hope is a God of earnest expectation of good, Amen. of what he has for us. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. We magnify your name. Hallelujah. You see, because when you hold on to the word that God has given you, you must see God's glory. You cannot hold on to the word and not see God show up. Okay? All right, so we see here, we see in, in Hebrews chapter chapter 10. Excuse me? Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 23. Hebrews 10 from verse 23. It says, Let us seize and hold fast and return without wavering the hope we cherish and confess. And our acknowledgement of it. For he who has promised is reliable and faithful to his word. Let us hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. What is our hope? Our hope, our earnest expectation of good of that which God has spoken to us. All right. For now, now we're, we're talking here about. The irresistible power of God, of God's word in healing. The irresistible power of God's word in healing. That's what we're talking about. All right, Romans, sorry, Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. Hallelujah. Well, before we go to Matthew, let's go to Proverbs, sorry. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs 4 before Matthew. Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4, from verse 20 to 23. It says, My son, attend to my words. Consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from my sight. 
keep them in the center of your heart. For they are alive to those who find them. That is God's words, are alive to us who find them, healing and health to all our flesh. God's word is life to me, who has found them and healing and health to all my flesh. God's word is life to me. God's word is life to me and healing and health to all my flesh. God's word gives me life. God's word quickens my body. God's word is healing and health to my body. God's word brings healing and health. God's word will quicken my body and bring it in line with the word of God. The, God's word will quicken my body, quicken your body and bring it in line with the word of God. Why? Because the word, the word of God forces whatever it, it, you know, he, God speaks to you to line up. Okay, remember, in Genesis chapter 1, all he did was speak the word and things began to appear. Because nothing can stand against the word. Amen. Nothing can stand against the word. So he says here that his word is life to those of us who find healing and health to all our flesh. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance above all that we guard for out of flesh for issues of life and the springs of life. He said, we keep the word of God in our hearts. Now, <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, Matthew 8, I'm not saying that the enemy won't come and try to see how he can, you know, get you to doubt the word. He would, that's, that is his job. I said, that's his job. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So you can't change his assignment, but you can stop him from, from stealing from you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So now in Matthew, in Matthew chapter 8, we find here in chapter 8 from verse 1, and it says that when Jesus came down from a mountain, great throngs followed him. Followed him. Behold, Matthew chapter 8, I'm reading from verse 1. Verse 2, and behold, a leper came to him and, and presented himself, worshiped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you're able to cleanse me by curing me. And he reached out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing to be cleansed be, by being cured. And instantly, his leprosy was cured and cleansed. From that day, God has always been willing. Amen. From that day, it was declared that God is always ready and willing to heal us Amen. because he paid the price for us. And so it's unwilling to be cleansed. Instantly, the leprosy was cured and cleansed. Did you notice that? It's unwilling to be cleansed. The irresistible power of God's word. It knocked out that, that difficult to treat bacteria and, 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 and it had to disappear. Yeah. Well, in medicine, we prescribe drugs and, 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 and it takes for a long time. But the word, you know, did it in an instant. Because the body is made out of earth and, uh, and the earth responds to the word. The earth responds to the word of God. The body is made out of earth and, and, and the earth responds to the word of God. So my body and your body responds to the word of God. He said, I will be made, be made whole, be cleansed. He is always willing. And he's always ready. 
And so then we go down there in chapter in verse 5 of the same chapter. Jesus went to Capernaum. The centurion came to him, begging him and saying, Lord, my, my seven boys lie at, at the house, paralyzed and distressed with intense pains. And Jesus said to him, I will come and restore him. And the centurion replied to him, Lord, I'm not worthy or fit to have you come under my roof, but only speak the word. Only speak the word, and my servant boy will be cured. You see that? He said, just speak the word. You don't have to come to my house and lay hands. That's why we can do this on the internet. Just speak the word. You see, God was already using internet before now. Amen. Amen. <laughs> he was already using internet before now. He said, just speak the word, and my servant boy will be made well. Why? Because there's no distance in the spirit. There is no distance in the spirit. Mm -hmm. and, and and so he said, for I also am a man under authority with, with, with soldiers subject to me. With soldiers subject to me. Mm -hmm. You see that the man understood authority. And I said to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard him, he marveled and said to those who followed him, who adhered steadfastly to him, conforming to his example in living and if need be in dying also. I tell you truly, I have not found so much faith as this with anyone even in Israel. This he calls it great faith. Great faith. Great faith hears and receives. He hears and receives. Because when you believe God, you receive it. You receive what he has for you. When you believe God, you receive what he has for you. You see, when Jesus heard this, he marveled. Why? Because the man had great faith. He knew somebody who was ready to receive because the man realized there's no, there's no distance and there's no limits to the word of God. There's no distance and there's no limit to the word of God. The word is limitless in power. The word is 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 uh, unsurpassing in greatness. The power of God in His word is unsurpassing in greatness. It's immeasurable. It's limitless in power. So, verse eleven, I tell you, many will come from east and west and will be at the table with with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons and heirs of the kingdom will be driven out into outer darkness outside, where there will be weeping and, and grinding of teeth. Then to the centurion, Jesus said, Go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. You see now? He said, As you have believed, as you have received. Believing equals receiving. As you have believed, you can say, As you have received. Because if I receive into your spirit before it becomes manifest in the natural. Amen. He said, As you have received. Go, it shall be done to you as you have received. Go, it shall be done to you as you have believed. If you go and check the word believe, the synonym for believe is receive. You don't have to even look, go to your to your to your thesaurus, because in John 1 verse, verse 12, it says there that as many as believe in me, give them power to become sons of God, as many as receive him. Right in the Bible, he tells me believing equals receiving. So he says, Go as you have believed, go as you have received. You see, 
it shall be done to you. Because what you have received is your own. Because you receive it, it will manifest. Because you receive it, it must manifest. And so if you receive it then, all you have to do is to say, thank you, Jesus. Because it is so. All you have to do is say, thank you, Jesus. It is so. I've received and I've saved. So, this man was cured by the irresistible power of the word of God. The man was cured by the irresistible power of the word of God. And if you, if you turn there, we're just looking at miracles here. He turned it to, to verse 14 of the same chapter of Matthew chapter, uh, same chapter of Matthew 8. He says, and when Jesus went into Peter's house, he saw his mother and her lying, uh, lying, to, uh, lying ill with fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her. And she got up and began waiting on him. And our trans and our, uh, Mark says, he rebuked the fever. I think if you have Mark or Luke. He rebuked the fever and raised him up. He rebuked the fever and raised him up. You know, the, the, the easiest way to know whether the word works like this, you see this one, Jesus said somebody was, had fever, he rebuked the fever and raised him up. Somebody had fever, you go rebuke the fever and raise him up. Hold hand and the fever leaves. Just like that. Why? Because the master did it. Right? The master did it, so what's going to happen? How do we do? Yeah, it's true. I've, I've tried it out. I've tried it out. You see, when, if, if, if you don't try it out, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that it works. Remember way back, you know, <clears throat> when I was in Glasgow, when the church, there was this family, the young boy was not, you know, was not well. And so my, my brother Leonard said, let's, let's, let's go and visit them. So we got there. I remember the Holy Spirit cooking this passage to me. So I rebuked the fever, I raised the young man up. I said, Mom, find, find him something to eat. The fever left him. Just, just, the Bible is science before science arrived. Just study it, act on it. Jesus did it. I go out and do it. He said, lay hands on the sick, they recover. Okay, I lay hands. God, your, your business is what? To make them recover. Amen? As a simple as that. Lay hands and they recover. So I lay hands, God, over to you. You do the recovery. I've stepped out in faith. I believe that when I lay hands, Okay, you recover. Now I said, I believe that when I do, God will do his part. I'm saying, I'm not saying just do because you say lay hands. No, you must believe that the recovery is God's part. Believe that when you do, you are a point of contact, the power of God flows through you, and God will recover. But today, let me get back to my, my, my message. We're talking about irresistible power of the word of God and healing. You can see here that he spoke over the leper and will him be cleansed. He spoke, the centurion servant that wasn't even in his presence was healed. And we said, because there's no distance to the word of God, no distance in the spirit, rather, and there's no limits to the word of God. And so you see that in verse 17, no, from verse 16, rather, <clears throat> he says, when evening came, they brought to him many who were under the power of demons. And he drove out the spirit with a word and restored to health all who were sick. And thus he fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He himself took in order to carry away our weaknesses and infirmities and bore away our diseases. 
he took in order to carry away our weaknesses and infirmities. He bore away our diseases. Now, this word is true because God says so. And it's not just because God said so, it's because I have taken this word and made it mine. And without that, I probably wouldn't be sitting here today. He said he took in order to carry away. So he took in order to carry away. So he didn't take to keep with us. No, he took it away from us. In order to carry away our infirmities, weaknesses, and pains, he bore away. He bore away sickness from us. He removed a sickness from our bodies and bore them away. One time I say he removed. So I always say he removed and bore away sickness from me. Now, if he removed and bore away, then the sickness cannot continue in my body. Now, he said, well, I've been speaking, nothing changed. No, something is changing. It's just that it might be a little bit slow. It's not because of the power. It's not because of God. It's because I am a little bit slow in, making, in getting myself aligned. But as I speak, as I keep speaking, the Holy Spirit will, will begin to walk, walk me into that place that I can see myself with this miracle. I can see what the word is saying that Jesus took in order to carry away. He has taken away this thing from me. He's taken away the pain. He's taken away the weakness. He's taken away the infirmity. He removed every sickness. Now, he, he said, he removed and bore away our diseases. So he removed and bore away every sickness and disease from me. He removed and bore away every sickness and disease from you. You see, he removed and bore away. He removed and bore away. You know, he didn't remove, he didn't remove and then keep it with you. No, no, no. He removed it from you. He removed it from me and bore them away. Amen. He bore them away so that I don't have to bear them. He bore them away so that you don't have to bear them. Amen. He bore, he bore them away. He removed and bore away Amen. sickness from me. Amen. He removed and bore away sickness from you. Amen. Now Satan might try tomorrow and come back, even the sickness, God healed you up to put it back on you. No, you have to stand your ground and say, devil, no, you Amen. cannot put that again on me. Jesus set me free and I am free indeed. Jesus bore away every sickness and disease from me. Amen. I refuse to take that, that baggage from you. I refuse to entertain your pain. Jesus took my pain. He took my pain away. I refuse to be to be to be in pain. Amen. I am pain free. Amen. I am whole. Amen. I am healed. Amen. Jesus paid it for me. It is done for me by my sinner brother. Amen. So devil, shut up, pack up your baggage, go. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 19. John chapter 19. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. John 19, this is when Jesus was on Calvary's cross. This is the last words of Jesus. You know, in, in life, the last words of a dying person, they say it's very important. We, you know, people, what, did, what did this person say before dying? They tried, people try to follow what the person said. All right. So if that is true, and it is, because that is, in every culture that that holds, mm -hmm. that for you to know that human beings came from the same from the same stock. So you see, you see, verse thirty, when Jesus received the sour wine, this is after I said I thirst. <clears throat> they brought okay. Let me read from twenty nine, just to make sure that every 
from 20, all of us on the same page. After this, Jesus knowing, Jesus knowing that all was now finished, ended, said in fulfillment of scripture, I thirst. A vessel of a vessel or a jar full of sour wine was placed there. So they put a sponge soaked in the sour wine on a stalk of uh, on a stalk or rid of hyssop and, and held it to his mouth. When Jesus, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. This is a very powerful word. This is a very powerful word. The word it is finished. This is said by the by our master, the one who said, I will or I'm willing be cleansed. It's the one now coming to the end of his life on earth, fulfilling his assignment after all was done, after he had forgiven the thief, after everything was done, he said, you know, he told the, he told the, you know, uh, not just the thief, the um, the Pharisees and all that killed him. He said, Father, forgive them for I don't know what they do. But here we're talking about the last words. And when everything said, everything was done, he said, it is finished. Not going to finish. Now, this is perfect tense. That is an action that has since been compared with present day effects. In other words, what he did then, the effect is still, is still ongoing today. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. It's an action that was completed, but with, with present day effect. From then till now, the word it is finished is still reverberating across the universe. The power of that word, the power of that word. I want to show you how powerful that word is. Because that the power in that word, the power in those words carry miracle, it's miracle working power. Amen. The power in those words are extraordinary power, power, extraordinary powers of God. Now, <clears throat> it, says, it says here in, in, in Matthew chapter 20, 27, in Matthew chapter 27, and we want to, we want to uh, uh, um, read there from 47 so that we can have all have the context, 47 to 52. It says here, and some of the bystanders, when they heard it, that this is when he shouted, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabatani. They said this man is calling for Elijah, verse 48. And one of them immediately ran and took a sponge soaked with vinegar and put it on, on, on a reed and was about to give it to him to drink. You see now, you see, that's why you have the four gospels. So you have to take Matthew and combine with John. In John, he said, I thirst. Here, you know, Matthew skipped from when he when he when he shouted Eli Eli Laba Sabatani to to where you know just the next thing they said, oh, they took the 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 um, the, the sponge, uh, the high up and so give it and give it to him. Uh, it took it to him. Forty nine. But the other said, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come and save him from death. And Jesus again with a loud voice gave up. You know, with a loud voice gave up his spirit. You see there, there's something missing there. He said with a loud voice gave up his spirit. Now you have to take John 19 verse 30 and put it here. Because you just, you know, you know, oh, no, he didn't do that. Because if you look at John 19 30, the last word he said was, it is finished. So now you have to bring John 19 30 and put it here in verse 50 of Matthew 27. It says, and Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. So you have to say, Jesus cried with a loud voice it is finished and gave up his spirit. 
Jesus cried with a loud voice and said, it is finished and gave up his spirit. Now look at what happened when he heard that word, it is finished. When he said that word, it is finished. Because the father concord. God's power was released. You see, in Luke's gospel, chapter 4, verse 32, it says this, that Jesus was with power, with ability, with, 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 with might and authority and weight. So when you have a word as ability, that means it's got self-fulfilling. The word is so powerful that nothing can stop it. And so you see in verse, in verse, in verse uh, uh, 51, at once the curtain of the sanctuary temple was, was torn in two from top to bottom, the earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep in death were raised to life. Did you catch that? The, 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 but they didn't come out until when, when, when he resurrected. Verse 53 says, And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many people. He said, It is finished. And the curtain of the temple was turned into, and the tombs were split. That is how powerful the word of God is. That is how powerful when he said it is finished. It didn't stop there. The tombs were not just open, but saints that were dead were raised to life. Jesus said, It is finished. And the Father responded, The power of God hit that temple and tore the curtain of the temple from top to bottom. Not from bottom to top, so that nobody would say it was some Caesar, somebody was hiding there. And then the tombs were split open. But if the tombs were split open, that wouldn't be enough. Because I wouldn't say what I'm saying. The next, the next sentence wouldn't be there. But he said the tombs were split open. The saints that were dead were raised to life. To tell us how powerful there is a super power that is in God's word that even the dead could not keep on staying in the grave. He raised the dead because of the power because of the power that is in that word, it is finished. Now, the word dead means anything that is lifeless. The word dead means an organ is not functioning right. The word dead means something that is an organ or, 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 or system in your body that is not responding to, to, normal function, to normal function, impulse. So when Jesus said it is finished, and remember this thing happened then and the power is still available today. So when this word it is finished goes forth, something good must happen. Amen. A miracle must take place. Amen. I remember ministering in a church in England and, I, and, and, and there was a woman there who had, who had a, a, a breast cancer. She had had the mastectomy, the breast cut off, and now the cancer was spreading and she was really looking you know, uh, uh, fall on and, and really, you know, beat down on everything you can think of. And I'm preaching on this word, it is finished. And the Lord said, tell her I've healed her of cancer. Now, I wasn't bold enough. So I'm saying, a sister here, God has healed you. So I keep preaching. The Lord said, no, I want to call her and tell her. So I said, sister, I pointed to her, I said, sister, the Lord said it is finished, has healed you, go and have the doctor check you out. She said, yes, I will. In two weeks is my appointment, uh, was her appointment, rather. In two weeks was her appointment. She went, and they, when she went, and they checked, and there was no sign of cancer left. 
Why? Because Jesus said, it is finished. Amen. When he spoke, it is finished on Calvary's cross. The Bible says that the curtain of the temple was split in two from top to bottom. And the tombs were split and the dead were raised to life. I'm saying the dead were raised to life. I'm saying whatever was dead in your body must come alive. I'm saying whatever attack you must come alive. Whatever you try to do to our body must come alive. In the name of Jesus, I declare right now, it is finished. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Amen. Jesus. Lift up your hand and thank him. Lord, I thank, thank you. you. It is finished. It thank is finished. We are healed. It is finished. I'm healed. It is finished. We are healed and whole. I thank you. It is finished. I thank you. It is finished. We are healed. Every cell, every organ, every system in our bodies, in my body, in our body, are healed. We are healed. It is finished. I am healed. It is finished. You are healed. It is finished. We are healed. Lord, I thank you. Now, Holy Spirit of God, I thank you, the quickener. I thank you for rising up in us. I thank you for quickening us right now from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet. It is finished. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I thank you. I praise you. Oh, I thank you. I praise you. I thank you. I praise you. I thank you. I praise you. It is finished. 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 We are free. It is finished. We are whole. Mama, Sekera Basaka, Brene Mama Sakanda, Mama Sakanda, Mama Sakanda, Sister Maria, Ed. It's finished. finished. We are here. Receive that word. I say it is finished. Amen. The Lord says it is finished. Amen. I say it is finished. Amen. In the Amen. name of Jesus, Amen. every Amen. cell in your body, every organ that wasn't working right, right now, I say receive it. It is finished. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished. We are healed. We are whole. It is finished. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 